Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, good evening and welcome to the LFC Day Trippers. This is Winners and Losers this week. I'm Gav and with me I have got Matt and Davo. Um, a limited Premier League um, fixture list over the weekend for some reason or other. But um, still with plenty of winners and still plenty of losers to come over. Davo, how are you? Sparting the dubs. Top tonight because dubs, yeah. the dubs oh, the have made two, yesterday, yeah, yeah. Two, two new two, free two signings. <laughs> <laughs> two free transfers. Yeah. And um, a yeah. big shout out to Joe Walsh as well, who's a Shelbourne man all his life. I read on, <laughs> yeah. on Twitter yeah. yesterday and Shells have got into the Cup semi-final. Um, he's some spooker, isn't he? Oh, he's the best. He's yeah. the absolute best. Joe Walsh, uh, Shells man all his life, as he proclaimed yesterday. But are you good, yeah? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. I can't wait for Dave to come on, though. David. Yeah. Well, listen, that's my fault. Um, I, I typed Davo and I come up David on my phone and I, I always double check them and I didn't this time and it got, it got I've, to the I'd, In fairness, I'd forgot all about it, but Chris Brax was there to remind me. Yeah, I, well, to be honest with you, I, I, I didn't know. You you messaged me saying, I can't wait to see David there. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then I looked and went, ah, for fuck's sake. But um, <laughs> listen, um, David's all right, but Davo's way more sounder. Uh, Matt, how are you? Oh, I'm doing good. It's... Uh... Pity you, you had to limit this to just, you know, football related because there's a definite winner for the weekend. That was the Green Bay Packers, baby. Just absolutely putting the boots to the Bears last night. Exactly how the Bears deserve. So, great, watched, great NFL game this weekend. We watched some um, sport over the weekend and I watched a long service, didn't we? And uh, we had a lovely time. We, me and you had a 20-minute row about live golf uh, right in the middle of the Bengals and yeah. Cowboys game. Um and then, yeah, we just had a lovely time sitting, watching games together and uh, 
talking absolute shit. Like, we are talking stuff like, why do people in Dublin share stuff on Facebook when a dog has gone missing in LA? Um, <laughs> that sort of stuff. So, if you want to watch yeah, our... Yeah. Uh, if you want Gab to watch gave us a full rundown on Clint Eastwood's girlfriends for the past 40 <laughs> yeah, years. We, yeah. we found out that uh, it wasn't Clint Eastwood at least Flockhart. Yeah. No, what happened was Clint Eastwood, I made the reference that um, Joe Biden could definitely play the main character in Gran Torino 2 if it ever came out because Clint Eastwood was probably busy. And then we got to Clint Eastwood and I just had this infatuation for about 20 minutes and who does that guy go out with? Turns out I was thinking of Harrison Ford and so he's the flock card. But that's how it went. So if you want to watch our watch alongs, um, you, the link is somewhere. It's We'll we'll find it for you and we'll throw it out there. But This is the sort of stuff you're in for. Yeah, you're, 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 you're watching us, NFL, yeah. you're talking about Harrison Ford's girlfriend and you're looking up stuff on Facebook where a woman in Dublin has shared that a dog has gone missing in LA. So that's basically look at you, you you don't get that with Scott <laughs> Hansen on, on Red Zone. So No. So you're uh, already you're already of a niche. Yeah, so uh yeah, so we're having the crack with it. It's it's good and um we'll keep going with it because we're having fun with it. Um but it is winners and losers. Matt has picked a winner and loser. Davo has done the same. We're gonna do this in Ooh, about 56 minutes or so, and we're going to get out of here. That'll bring us to the hour, and we go from there. Um, Davo, your winner of the week. Yeah, my winner of the week is uh, Son Hyun Min. Or Min, or Min is Yun that the way you say it? One, one of yeah, them. Yeah, one of them. Son off sports. He's having a stinker of a time, wasn't he? He was he'd no goals in the 4-6, wasn't it? 4-6 league games, no goals. Kind of a lot of... Uh, a lot of noises and stuff like that. More from the fans. I've seen a few things about fans about because looking for him when you have someone like Richarlison there who's obviously in the Brazil team or on the fringes of Brazil team and you're not scoring goals, fans to get itchy. So did I get antsy and uh, I just thought like he was look dropped is probably a strong word but listen he, he was left out of side in the weekend uh, for Richarlison. Um, comes on when the game is kind of still in the melting pot and bangs in a hat trick and what? Half an hour he was on, wasn't he? He gets a hat-trick. So, I think Real probably shot in the arm for him because he kind of strikes you as one of them players, that confidence kind of player. That Them, them six games that he went without a goal, um, you'd say it was probably affecting him. But um, to come on and get a hat-trick off the benches, he'll do his confidence now bound. And again, Spurs, probably not brilliant, but just finding a way. Like, um, look at when you can bring the likes of him off the bench. Uh I think he's class. I think there was obviously rumours about when they didn't I get the Champions the League. Player. That Klopp, yeah, I think there was rumours, wasn't there, if, if they didn't get Champions League, Klopp was interested. I, I'm the same. I, I, think, I think he's a brilliant player. I think mm. he's a brilliant player. And uh, I'd love to see him at Liverpool. It's obviously never going to happen. But, um, yeah, no, he's my winner of the week after a horrendous start in the league and then to come on and do that. It's, uh, I, th- I, thought it was, uh, I thought it was great from the other weekend. When when you bring in Richardson, you're kind of looking going. You'll never get in the team ahead of Kulusevski or or Son or Kane, and you know. But yeah, Son doesn't have a great start to the season. But he's every time I see him, he's good. He's he's always busy. He's always looking to to get behind the fences. He's he, he walks. He walks. He walks. But Davo, how big is it for Conte? Where he goes, I've brought in Richardson. Richardson has been okay for us. Doesn't he get a couple in Europe? Does he get a couple in Europe or something like that? Well, yeah, he's, he's he's got a couple of goals. I think, yeah, been, but yeah. but not only that, like Richarlison has been okay since he came in. But then you have Son, who's not been on great form, 
and you pull him on the bench and he comes off and goes bang there's a hat trick Conte is absolutely rubbing his hands isn't he Oh, look, a big time. And I think, really, look, I think the thing, I had a chat with my fellow sports. I was just chatting to him the other day. And it's more, I think, son is kind of... start with an R? No. All right, no. okay. He, and it's kind of, what I was saying to him, they kind of remind, sports remind me a bit of the Leicester team that won the league. Obviously, we were just better players. I know that sounds a bit mad because Leicester went and won the league, but you get what I'm saying. Like, like player for player, sports would have a lot more quality. But I think sports' downfall is if other teams give them the ball and sit in. Yeah. And I think that's what's I think that was what was Horton's uh, son. So teams were going to do that. Now listen, I know Spurs have been getting the job done like obviously that the home game against Wolves and stuff like that. I've seen bits of that and it was it was a it was a they're not a great watch. It was a bad watch. Mm. Wolves kind of sat in two teams obviously uh Kane gets the goal from a corner and they win the game. But Teams I can give in Spurs, like on the run-in last year, when we were going to run-in, I looked at that Spurs game as our hardest game by a million miles because they're set up to play us. Mm. Uh, we, we'll have the ball, they want the, they want the break. And I think teams have kind of copped onto them a little bit. They kept playing high and giving space in behind and Son was struggling because teams were sitting there, no space to go in behind. And ultimately he comes on, I think, at 3-2 when Leicester are chasing. Yeah. And then look, Leicester are chasing, space in behind, he gets his hat-trick. So... You know, I think it's kind of cause and effect and stuff like that. But look, at it's a huge, it's it's obviously huge, can't they? Obviously saying 3-2, they're going to push on, space in behind. And look, like you said there, manager brings a player on that hasn't scored a goal uh, yeah. all season, gets a hat-trick. Like you said, he's fucking over the mill. Yeah. John says sports play crap football. Over 28 games, they aren't doing anything. But Conte has won a league playing this sort of football with Chelsea mm. in 16-17. Whatever, right? Um, is it sixteen, seventeen? He wins it. I think he is the year, year after, after Leicester, Leicester. Win. Yeah, yeah, yeah the year after Leicester. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's just the way Conte plays. Like it's not, it's not meant to be nice on the eye. Um, but but you're right. You, giving them the ball and asking them to do something is where sports have the issue. Matt Son is a brilliant footballer, and yeah. like how much is he showing his character that for the first time? Like I know saying dropped as Davo said is a strong word to use but it's the first time where you've kind of went oh no he is out of that team Richardson's in that team instead of him um, as good a player he is it, it's a lot of mental strength to sit on that bench and go I'll just come on here and score because there's loads of players out there that have been regulars in teams man, for ages and ages and they get dropped and they throw a hissy fit and they don't score when they come on and it all kicks off and six months down the road they're leaving the club yeah, and Conte is also the kind of manager that gets an 11 nailed down that he can rely on, and he'll roll with that. And it looked at the start of the season when none of Spurs' new signings were getting into the team that he was going to take the guys that had been there and kind of build his go-to first 11 out of it. And then when Sons, you know, goes through a bit of a rough patch, because I'm like everybody, like everybody likes him and Son. I don't think there's anything to not like about him. Like the way he plays is super exciting. So the idea that he could hit a rough patch of form and then get on Conte's bad side and be kind of frozen out of the team, that was worrying because I, I want to see the guy do well. I mean, not that well, but, you know, there's certain players you don't mind uh, seeing have a good season sort of thing. Like Salah splitting the golden boot with him last year, it's way better than having to share it with Harry Kane. So uh, it is it is good for him. And I, I think it has something to do with, like, he didn't explode onto the scene when he was a young kid. So it seems like he had to put in some hard yards, you know, making the transition from playing in Korea and coming over to Europe on his own sort of thing, that uh, he seems to have a good head on his shoulders. So, yeah, good for him. 
John says, Gav, Conte is Chelsea. Didn't have to worry about this Man City. No, that's 100% correct. But I will say, Conte is very successful in the way he does things. And if you actually look, when he takes over last season, doesn't he, from um, Spirit of Santo, um, he, he, over the period of time where he has them in there, they've, they've a great points return. And Spurs will look, for me, to flat track bully probably 14 15 of the teams 14 maybe the teams in this league and in the other six they look to take their chances you know they get a draw away at Chelsea now people have said they haven't played many big games this season but I suppose when they come up against the likes of Liverpool and um, don't think they played Arsenal yet um, next Arsenal's next Arsenal's next um, Mm. City even you know United or wherever it might be you'll see a bit what, what what they're made of because I think I think he's all right. I think a few of those teams will go here. You have it, you have it, and we'll do it to you because sports are very very dangerous if you sit back or if you go against them or go at them, and they have that out balls now. And Son, Richardson, Kane, Kulisevsky, they're much stronger in the middle of the midfield. I think with the, with the signs they've made as well. So it'll be interesting to see. Um, we're going to move on though, and um, we're going to go to um, Matt's loser. Matt, your loser of the week. My loser of the week is some of the highly touted, higher touted forwards in the Premier League this year that are just having a tough time getting the ball in the back of the net. If you look at some of the goals for, besides some of the teams down in the bottom half of the table, there's there's some pretty low numbers there. Like you're seeing some teams that are on a goal a game, maybe just a little bit better than a goal a game, and that's that's relegation form. Like that's pretty worrying levels of goal scoring. And we're almost twenty five percent of the way through the season, so you can actually start to form a few opinions now. It's not like after you know you watch the opening game week, you can't really say much about it. But like we're we're getting a fair way into the season, and I mean the worst has to be like West Ham and Wolves. If you look at their players on paper, you know you look at Wolves. They got Pedro Neto, no goals. Gonzalo Gedish, no goals. Wang Hee Chan, no goals. Newborn Matias Nunes, no goals. Moutinho, no goals. Jimenez, no goals. Greasy Adama, barely played. And, of course, he hasn't scored any goals. Like, Daniel Podence has two of their three goals. They scored three goals in seven games. That's really worrying. But when you look at those pa- those players on paper, uh, it's the same with West Ham. Benrama, Bowen, Skamaka, Cornet, Lanzini, Paqueta, no goals between all of those players. Antonio has one. Fornals has one. Like, it's there's gonna be there's gonna be a serious lack of goals I think in some of those teams that are in the 14th to 18th 19th range, you know, Bournemouth is gonna get cut adrift eventually sooner or later I'd imagine, but it's there's some good teams on paper there and there's not a lot of goals being scored. The outlier to that is Leicester, who we will get onto, who have just an appalling defense, but. Like, even Liverpool. Like, you look at some of the top teams. Ronaldo hasn't scored. Mount Pulisic, Gallagher, Broya, Ziyech, uh, Bruno Gimaresh. No goals. Mm. You know? So, it's, uh, it's, yeah, it's not good for the guys selling their shooting boots. It's it's mad when you list all those names and, the, and there's no goals beside them. Um, and I suppose when you look at, like, West Ham is probably the interesting one for me. You know, Wolves don't score a lot of goals. I think if you look back last season... They may be one of the lower scorers in the league last season, but they conceded very little. You know, um, they've gone from a back five to a back four this season, and I don't know how much more solid they're looking. But usually, 
when you change the system, you're, yeah, you're looking to be as solid because that's what they wear. But by doing five into four, you're probably looking to get more up the top end of the pitch and they're just not getting it. You know, but, but that's the way Wolves are. They don't score a hell of a lot and they don't concede an awful lot. West Ham, though, you know, when you look at Fornals, you look at Lanzini, Benrama, um, Bowen, uh, Antonio, you've brought in Skamaka, you know, they had a great season last season in the league and, and in Europe, you know, and you're expecting to kick on or at least hold a level while players coming in are trying to acclimatise what they're doing. But they've, they look to me like they're trying to change things a bit too quick for me. West Ham with, with some of the players coming in and the way they're trying to do things. But the lack of goals is, is um it is concerning for a lot of them. You know, Forrest, you know, a lack of goals maybe, but conceding. Everton, Everton scored five goals. Yeah, Everton have drawn four of the first seven, I think. Um and have five goals in seven games. But Davo, is it is it just one of those where teams in the league are just saying instead of going out and trying to win games, they're looking and saying to themselves, Don't lose. So they're coming out to look a lot more solid as they can because I think there's probably seven or eight teams down there that you could genuinely say could go down. Oh, listen, I think the alarming thing for all them teams down there is how good Fulham have been. They would have been nailed on as kind of relegation fodder, I'd imagine. They're, they're scoring lots of goals. Uh, they can see in a few, a couple, they see in some as well. Like they're not, they're not, they're not a clean sheet merchants, but they're kind of right up there uh, in the upper echelons at the minute. Now, obviously, they'll drop down a little bit. But yeah, your point about so many, I, I think it's... See, I think the likes of West Ham... Like they had it with uh, that chapter went to Dortmund there that got diagnosed Haller, yeah. They went and spunked a load of money on him. Didn't work. Yeah. After spunking a load of money on this fella Skamaka, I haven't haven't seen a lot of him. He's got a few so, in Europe. Yeah, so I don't know. He, he he could be decent. But so they're obviously like they're trying to get down a road where they can get more goals in. But ultimately when Antonio was on time for them and Bowen, that's when that's when they get their goals. Uh, the Villa game the other night was absolutely deplorable, but they they got a win. Um, I do think I do think you're right. I think it's going to be a, a season where seven or eight are going to be looking over their shoulder constantly because it's just because of the no, lack but, of goals. Yeah, lack, like lack, like a severe lack of goals. Like it's it's mad. Yeah, it means if you, if you, some, if you look at it, you have you have. This year. But if you look mm. at it right. Well, we got on to Leicester because I think they're in serious, serious trouble. And it's not only down to their manager. He's a huge part. But I think, he, I I think that you're, you, he, he could be, they could be in serious trouble, right? But Forrest, you could argue, right? Brought in loads of players. Now, it's overcooked a little bit because they had so many players on loan last season that yeah, they had, they had no players had, left had, after the season. Ends. They had to bring in a load of players. West yeah. Ham, they probably had the firepower to get out of it. But if you get into a rut, and like you say, in two games' time, we're twenty five percent of the way in the season. Just, just about right. Wolves don't score an awful lot. They've they've six points um, from seven games. Right. Um, Palace could be all right. Villa aren't scoring an awful lot. Southampton, Everton, um, Bournemouth have eight points at the minute, but that you'll expect them to drop. And if you look at it there, that that's eight teams down there where Leeds will probably score enough. But you know when you usually go into a season, and you say to yourself three came up two of them ah, they'll probably go down and you pick maybe two more or three more where you go three from that five I could you could genuinely say three from me and it'll probably come down to who actually starts scoring goals but when you look at the makeup of those sides can they score them without conceding them because Forrest try to score and concede a lot 
Everton don't yeah. try score, but don't concede an awful lot. It's it's. Everton are obviously missing Calvert Leon big time, but he's like his injury profile is, is very poor now. Wolves, like you mentioned, Wolves have been tracking like this for probably about three years. They just they don't score goals. They like they have that back three tight games. Probably never lose by or very rarely lose by more than a goal. They're always in the game. Like Gerard, I feel it struggling to get the balance to find his best side. So they're not they're not scoring goals. West Ham are obviously. Having issues at the minute with we're seeing West Ham players giving out about our West Ham fans already giving out about the balance of the team and uh, it's all wrong that they, they, they think I haven't seen much of them. So I think I think Palace will be fine. I think Vieira's uh is on his way to being a, a very good manager. I think they'll be all right. Fulham obviously the outliers banging goals in, well up the table. Forrest, like you said, scored them, but Jesus Christ, they're absolutely leaking goals. But then they had to sign all them players. Yeah. So it's like there's a there's a lot of teams kind of at Southampton. Like then, I don't know how they get out of relegation trouble every year, but they do because they they look like they've not. Now they've been a bit more excited this year. They've signed some young players, um. So look a bit more excited, but that game Friday night was fucking rip your telly off the wall and throw it out the window. Stuff it was fucking deplorable, deplorable. Um, look, at Villa be delighted they got the win. So yeah, look, it's 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 fucking. It's uh, fucking. It's certainly interesting now on that end, Ari. Yeah, and like even even um, like this this is shouting Kevin. Even to say this this early is mad, right? Any side now putting back to back wins together will make the table look very different. Confidence is a massive part of it, but that's something you usually say after like thirty games, isn't it? Where you say, yeah, look, in, if a in team, March, if, if a team down there can just put one or two wins together, are you, are you saying should... about the championship? Yeah, right yeah, and that's where it's feeling for me already. Like, and when Matt when Matt brought this up, and he was saying like lack of goals, I was like, yeah, okay. And and somebody else said there like limited preseason means limited time to patterns of play, players coming in in a condensed period of time, and you know it's hard to get them going. But I just feel like you, do you know when you have like Liverpool and City, and you feel like the running is like thirty eight games long, right? If the running isn't 10 games anymore. And like Arsenal are up there right now and credit to them, they've been excellent. Um, although their first big test, I think they failed it miserably at United. Um, you look at City or just City and they've literally a fellow up front that they don't even want to play with. They just keep giving them the ball to put it in the net. He's not having any other say in, in any games. Liverpool have been slow to start, but at the end of the day, win their game in hand, they're six points off the top this early. And... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You kind of say to yourself, just stay with it, stay with it. Whereas in previous seasons, you're going, if you drop a point, and or we, City drops a point, or we drop a point, you, you know, it's fucking, the arse is falling over. And you're kind of looking at the league after 30 going, who's down the bottom? Who? What's happening there? Let's, let's, but now I think you could be 10, 12 games in, and you could be going, them eight are going to cook a cut adrift here. This could be an absolute scrap. And I think, um, I read Steve's as credit to Arteta. Yeah, absolutely. He's they've been excellent. Um but I, I think 
the lack of goals we're talking about it now when we're in September. I think I think come February, March, you could be looking going, they just have not scored enough goals. And if they are scoring goals, they're conceding too many. Because I think there's loads of these teams that are set up to not concede. And if they go and try win games of football, they concede at the other end. So it's a, it's a massive um, balancing act. I think a lot of them have down there. Um, Matt, you're a winner. What is it? Well, it kind of ties in with this because if you uh, if you take the Bournemouth game out of our goal scoring for the season, we've scored six and five league games. Mm. If you take out the nine against Bournemouth, yeah. it's not it's not great. Like we're not banging the goals in for fun. So, um, I honestly think that the death of the Queen may have saved our season. Uh, I think we were at a crucial point after that Napoli game where we had taken a big blow to the chin. And we needed time to like you know when a when a when a fighter gets hit right at the end of a round and they can just kind of stumble back and go sit down for their in between rounds thirty seconds and get their head cleared up as opposed to having to be back out there for another minute. Just the time off, like I hate it when Liverpool don't play. I hate it. I love watching this team play, and I couldn't have been happier that our games got canceled because I think it's come at a perfect time. We're getting players back from you know injury breaks. You saw the difference that just having three guys back from injury made against the Ajax. We had one in defense, one in midfield, one in attack, and they were our better players in those three phases of the field. You know, they were easily the best players, I would say, in Matip and Thiago's case in the midfield and the defense. Uh, but it, it allows us to send Arthur to the 21s with Fabio Carvalho and just have a closed-door game just to get some match fitness into their legs. They are out on the training pitch that much more, like – you know, you, you hear about when they play this condensed schedule where they say, like, there's no time for training. You have a match day, and then you have a match day minus one, which is just pure recovery, and then you're building up for the next match day. Like, you don't really have time to try to work on organization, and now we've had that time. So, uh, like, I, I was really buoyed by the performance of the team against the Ajax and couldn't have been happier that our two league games were canceled and we get this three-week period because – not a ton of our guys are going away on international break. You know, we'll be able to, especially our midfielders, we'll be able to keep them at home, get that cohesion back into our midfield, get a few of those guys that are a little bit further on the fringe coming back from injury, just back into the fold. And I, like, we're going to have three preseasons effectively before Christmas time. Yeah. yeah. One before the season, this one with the, the Queen's break and the international break, and then the one for the World Cup. So it's I'm really hoping that we can... Uh, take advantage of this Davo Liverpool haven't been good this season um, you know Fulham opening day of the season weren't good could have won it Palace were okay you know you're the Paul um, they bash Bournemouth um, you know the Napoli stuff is, is fucking madness um, but the agree with Matt because I do to a point I think this break is huge for us. Not only to get players back from injury or, or get players up to speed, because I think a few of them, and I keep saying, I think a few of them they have looked lethargic in what they're doing. Um, how how I think it's big. I think it's been. I think it's a big thing, and I think time will only tell when we go to play Brighton as our first game back. I think. Mm. Um, but is it something Liverpool needed? Is it somewhere Liverpool needed just a reset button this early to say, hold on? We have to park that now. These are coming back. Players around, players looking with familiar faces around them a bit more. Um, start to 
played our own game again and we're, we're, we're not as leggy or lethargic and we've more options and stuff like that. How how big is our, are, are we overcooking this? Because it could be egg on the face come Brighton in whatever it is. Yeah, look, 10, like, 12 like, days like, like, yeah, like you said, proof would be in the pudding when you go back. But I think it could be, listen, I think after, I think the OX win was huge. I do. I think, I think that was a big, big win, especially after what happened in Napoli. Not only for the Champions League group, but for going forward. Like you mentioned, the games, but like the United game, probably could have got something out. We probably could have got something out of every game. Mm. Bar uh, enabled. Um, hit the woodwork a few times and whatnot. But we have been good. We've been grinding it out. It's been lethargic. It's been slow. It's been hard to watch. The quality hasn't really been there. But the. Like the heart has been there. We've been like we've stayed at the end. The Newcastle game, the Ajax game, digging out wins. Um, and I think after the Ajax game, if you ask the players, they probably would say to you, "Yeah, we want to play against Sunday." So I think it could be a subconscious thing that maybe they do need a bit of a break. That players will always tell you they want to play, but this couple of weeks that they've had off um, with a block of training and probably some rest thrown in as well, and all that. I, I think it can only help. I really do. I think it can only help. And going forward to the Brighton game, listen, there's no point There's no point in having this block of two weeks we had off to get training done and stuff like that. If someone comes back, some big player comes back injured from international break. That is, the international break is absolutely <coughs> huge yeah. that we get that we get all the bodies back uh, in decent enough shape. Yeah. And I think if, I think if we, we do... I think things are looking up and uh, I'd probably expect us to go and beat Brighton, to be honest with you. Um, and kind of start getting the show back in the road. Because the league is a bit mad. Like, like we've, like, asking, like, many games can't set. Well, we six for us, seven. Seven for most, yeah. They've, they've City have dropped four points. Like, like, I know they lost against Spurs to start last season. Uh, see, uh, like, Opening day last season. Opening day, yeah. They don't like if you ask me, would City drop four points in the four seven games? Or they said no chance. If you said, will Liverpool drop nine in the four six? Or they went no, yeah. But we don't know what's going to happen this year because of this mad World Cup. In and look, a couple of our big lads aren't going. Um, so again, look, it just feels like international football is going to have a, a big burden on this season. And if you can get the bodies back, I'd be, I'd be confident of uh, kicking on because yeah. look, we're not, we're not that far away. For me, it's a couple of things. It's yeah, like the likes of um, Henderson will be back, Kanata be back, Jota will have more time in his legs, Thiago as well. Arthur Mello is of course doing that game's twenty ones game. Um, Naby will be back. Mm, Naby will be back, um, but he's not allowed to play because he haven't registered him for anything. Um, but you look at even Carvalho who picked up an injury, didn't he? Um, he picked dead up something leg, in the derby, dead, yeah, 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 and then he dead, missed an after game, but he's he's back playing. And, like, you know, that's all being put up as an argument about all these players missing and players kind of coming in and out and whatever it might be as being put up as a bit of an excuse for Liverpool. And, and some of it might be valid, some of it I think is not. You know, there should be games you're winning foot. You should be winning games of football, especially the ones where we've dropped points, in my opinion. Manchester United included. Um, but getting all those back is absolutely fine. But that's when the season really needs to start and really need Liverpool need to show what they are because like you said if everyone comes back if you get one injured coming back you go for fuck's sake but we can't keep this thing where oh one player's injured or one player's injured if we turn back up for Brighton and everyone I, I don't know if Henderson will make it but you know if the 24 or the 25 are fit they've had a nice break some of them are on international duty but they're used to that and they come back and we've had time on the training pitch and all if we come back and we're not 
and we're, we're still playing the same sort of way and tempo that we have in a lot of our league games, you turn around and go, well, hold on, is there something deeper here? Because they've been given all the tools, really, over the last two weeks to improve stuff, um, both on the mental side of the game, physical side of the game, just patterns of play, whatever it might be. But it, it's, it'll be telling. And and somebody says there, like, nine games next month. Kieran says that nine games next month. We'll have more options through that tough month. Uh, it's a tough month for everyone. It is. And I think we play Arsenal, City and stuff like that in, in the in next month as well. But I think the telling with a bit of luck, With a bit of luck with the internationals, Gav, is that it, like even the ones that are going away, like... Alisson mightn't play because there's obviously Ederson there and there's the Weverton, the homegrown keeper that your mm. man gives time to. Selke has 49 right-backs in the squad. Trent yeah. might only yeah. play bits and bobs. Uh, obviously, Matip doesn't go. Kanate is injured. Van Dijk will. Robertson's not going. He's injured. Uh, Thiago didn't get in the squad. Um, Fabinho doesn't play for Brazil or isn't first choice. Now, again, listen, this could be the one for the fringe players where the manager's having a look. So Fabinho could play a couple of games. Uh, Firmino, is, I think he's in because he's the closest thing to the way Brazil play for a false nine uh, with Neymar. He's not nailed on to go, but he's in this squad. And the front three are obviously the, the rest, uh, Jota, Salah. Um, and Diaz are obviously gone as well. So it's not it's not as if the lads are going and they're going to be hammered for the for the, for the international break. So that's, that's one way I'm kind of looking at it. That, listen, our lads might get flogged. They might, get, they might not get flogged on their way for a couple of games. Mm. Reclaimer says people are saying Arsenal have failed their only test they have. Um, but Liverpool have failed in four from the six games so far this season. Uh, Gunners are playing much better. Yeah, I understand that, but I think Arsenal are probably playing near their peak. And I don't think Liverpool are anywhere near that. Um, that's the only argument. And Ars- make Arsenal have only used about 13 different starting players. Yeah, he's, he's been players. fairly consistent. Almost the ex- exact team. Yeah, and, and you know what? I've, I think that's he's doing the right thing. I think he's sticking with those yeah. players that are winning games. Um, but I think what's telling as well is, is that. That Van Dijk interview after that Ajax game is telling for me. Because he makes a point of coming out and saying, look, yeah, we go through tough times. Yeah, things happen. But he's making all of this stuff out to be something that is possibly not. But at the same time, he was kind of going, yeah, we haven't been good enough. He's very honest in it. But at the same time, he's kind of going, yeah, we haven't been good enough, but stop overblowing it. Like, you know, and taking nearly taking responsibility for what's going on. I like that. He's taking responsibility responsibility saying listen you mind your own fucking business for a minute we'll sort it out we haven't been good enough leave us to it and I think that's been quite telling because that's where I'm kind of pinning me hopes on Brighton and beyond where they come out and they go haven't been good enough excuses are over any leeway we have now is over you know players are back and stuff like that and hopefully hopefully um, it, it, it serves us well over what's going to be a mental October like mental, but it can't, games get, it can't get a lot. Minutes. It can't get a lot worse, can no. it? Like we can't come back from the international break worse than we. Like, oh fuck, we can't possibly. I just refuse to believe that. But like, it's entirely possible that we've had our injury crisis for the season now. Like there was a point where we had, I think, ten players who were in and around the first team. Like you looked at our players that were out out on injured, and you would have fielded a pretty decent eleven that could have played, you know, in the Premier League. And we're getting most, if not all, of those players back. And it's entirely possible that Arsenal has an injury crisis, that City have an injury crisis. Like, it's it's just the way that injuries go. Like, we've suffered from it badly at the start of this season, so have a couple of other teams. And it, it's going to be somebody else's turn to take their medicine eventually. So, mm. Right. Um, Davo, 
Your loser of the week, please. Uh, Brendan Rogers. I know he was kind of done, wasn't he, last week? Yeah. After, after we've, lashed week through, we've lashed through the fourth three because we just want to get to this. Yeah. Yes. And I, I, just a different kind of angle. I can't, like I could come on here and say he's shy and this, that, and the other. Listen, yeah. he, 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 yeah, look, he's capable and whatnot. But just kind of listening to some stuff today, and it turns out that Brighton, he was mentioned in the Brighton boardroom as a successor to Potter, and they decided not even to contact Leicester, who would have been very happy by all accounts, the reason uh, to, to do a deal with the Brighton to release Rogers because apparently by all accounts this reason is he's still there is that he's out 10 million quid if they sack him and they're struggling for that they're struggling to be financial fair play Leicester and handing him 10 million quid won't be good enough if 20 if million he, is the, is the yeah. rumour um, well it was whatever I was listening to today it was 10 right but anyway they, they, they give him a what if if they if they sack him um, if, if they didn't if he if he was to agree to mutual consent He'd be gone over the weekend. I'm not sure that's going to happen. But the most alarming thing I, I, I just felt was that for a fella who was linked with an awful lot of jobs, the likes of Spurs, um, uh, the likes of Spurs, Arsenal at, at times, United. bigger jobs, you know, bigger jobs, like Brighton and Hove Albion, like Brighton and Hove Albion decided not to pursue Brendan Rodgers uh, when they needed a manager and they went with Deserby. And I think his stock is absolutely plummeting. And I think he needs to. Have, I wouldn't say he's short at all. And no. I think he needs to. I, I think he. I think for his career, taking a mutual consent here might be a good thing rather than that stock to keep him because them players aren't playing for him. Defensively, they are not playing for him at all. And I know, listen, Kev was talking about the owners. Yeah, fair. That, that not much money is being, being put in, but by all accounts, it's a financial fair play thing, and they're struggling to do some maneuver. Maybe they they could be doing more. That they've been shocking at the only whoever's there looking at the football side and the financial side. But I think I really do think the way his stock is plummeting, like he, he might be as well to say, Yeah, look at shake hands, we'll, we'll go our separate ways. Well, if they fire him, he's all 20. The, the rumor is 20 million quid, right? Um, yeah. Mutual consent, you could probably get half of that. You know, there's yeah, half the money. Mutual consent, and out you go. Um, but I think he's at the stage where he doesn't care. And I'll tell you why. Because he's tried to talk himself into a couple of jobs. Do you remember when he was at Leicester about six months and the Arsenal job or the Spurs, one of them come up and he was literally doing interviews after Leicester games, you know, putting himself up there for these jobs, right? Where does he go? Because you're stuck and plumbing in a job. But if you're out of a job for long enough, your stock plummets even more. Because people are going, who? I remember, yeah, he was manager a couple of years ago. Nah, fuck that. You know, the game's probably passed the boy. And I think he's he's cornered himself a little bit. He should have left Leicester at the end of last season. That's what he should have done. He should have he should have made waves with Leicester and said, listen, I'll take X amount, whatever it might be, a nominal amount of money to go. Because he could have been in line for a couple of jobs then. He could have been in line for that Chelsea job off it. You know what I mean? He could have been in line for better jobs, but right now, like Liverpool, United, Arsenal, Chelsea, Spurs, West Ham, if you you know, if you want to take away from the fact that West Ham fans are going mad, they're all locked in. Where does he go? Like Davo, where like he he loses that job, he probably has to stay out for another if he wants anything up there, he's 
you're probably looking at another year at least. He snookered himself, and I think his own pride has done it to him, Davo. Yeah, look, like he's always been ambitious, and like you said, he's always fond of chatting about jobs that he likes and and, and whatnot. He was quick to listen. He he done everything up at Celtic that he could do. He wanted a lesser job. He won them an FA Cup. That'll be. Over the moon with that. I don't think the fans are happy at all. I think the, the majority of fans want them gone now, and it's not that far removed from their FA Cup win. I, I, listen, if I, in England, boys, listen, he's obviously a, a fluent Spanish speaker. He could go to La Liga and get a, a fairly big job there, bar the big two, obviously, or big three. Um, I would imagine the likes of it. I, I, for him now in England, if it, if it was to go pear shape now, I think he'd be more looking at. Kind of the big club, rather than the club that's up and challenging. I'm looking at a Newcastle and Aston Villa, mm. a West Ham, something like that. Yeah. That's where I think he kind of end up. That kind of that kind of job. But they're a they're a big club, big stadiums, big fan bases, um, good history. When yeah, yeah, looking at the likes of Villa, but um, I, th- I think that's I think that's his lot really in England, and I think he'll he'll he'll, uh, he'll end up going for him probably. Mm. Matt. Just on the other side of it, away from his future, if he doesn't go, because we spoke to a Leicester fan going back towards us, it was during the transfer window, the season may have started, but the window wasn't closed, and he, what he was saying was is that the amount of players Leicester have is the issue, they couldn't get rid of enough players mm. to bring some in, and in doing so, you know, even if they brought in four really good players for the fourth team, they were paying a lot of money to other players that wouldn't play weren't moving because of their contracts and would be an issue financially. The talk was the money was there. But I don't know, there's, there's varying stuff now about, about like uh, Davos says, um, FFP and stuff like that. But just on the other side of it, if he doesn't go, right? if they're, if they're that stuck that they can't give him the money and they can't get him to agree to a mutual termination, which I think his pride may actually keep him at the club, you know, just going on, on um, previous work. Um does he keep them up? Does he get them any better? Because I think that was right. I don't, I don't think the goalkeeper they have in goal is just looks like he hasn't played football in three years, four years. Right? Well, I'm scared he right? is. You look at the defence, <clears throat> you look at the defenders they have and you're kind of going, they're just not organised. Are the attackers having any influence? No. And the midfield just looks open and not really hard working. When you looked at, going back a year ago, you had Jewsbury Hall, really highly rated, Daka. Vardy had always threatened you. Harvey Barnes was 50, 60 million a year ago. Has he completely lost them and he's stuck with them and they're stuck with him? It's almost like the squad situation at Leicester is kind of mirroring Wolves from a couple of years ago where, you know, they could have cashed in on some on some players. You know, you could have sold Raul Jimenez, you could have sold uh, Ruben Neves and stuff like that for 50, 60 million. But instead, you kept on with them, and their form is kind of flagged off a bit. This year's the answer to the question of when is Jamie Vardy's legs finally fall off, it seems like. I've been calling it basically since the year they won the league of, like, he can't keep doing it. Guy drinks 12 Red Bulls a day. Like, how is it possible that he's still performing at this level and he's just not anymore? But, like, I can Rodgers put Sterling at wing back maybe and, you know, do something crazy with the formation? Like, I don't know because, like, on paper – like, I like Tielemans. I would have been happy had we signed him. James Madison's got a lot of Coutinho about him. Doesn't seem to do much defensively or for the shape of the team, but he can 
hit an absolute banger. And yeah, Pat Sendaka, you know, he was good when he played for Salzburg against us in the Champions League. And it was one of those signings they made last year of like, that's that could be a pretty astute little signing right there. But they're just not clicking. And at the end of the day, it comes down to the manager. Like, I don't see. So, like, I've been doing a little bit of uh, poking around on the Leicester City subreddit and just seeing of like, how what's the prevailing wind like? And in it's in the last month, it's changed to almost 100%. Rogers should have been gone last week or two weeks ago like there's nobody all you're seeing is people saying like i was rogers in for the longest time but now he has to go like so i just looked at the the payout table for the premier league the difference in cash prize you get for finishing 17th versus finishing in finishing in eighth is 20 million pounds so there's about 2 million for every spot you move up that table so even if his payout is 20 million three four five spots in the table that pays for at least half of that sort of thing. Like it seems they, they need to, they need to pull the trigger on him now. And I was seeing people that were saying that it was just the queen's funeral that come tomorrow or maybe Wednesday at the latest that he'll get the bullet in the back of the head and they can bring in a new manager because their fans are going, why aren't we doing this now? We've got an international window. Not a lot of our players are gone on international duty. We could bring the new guy in and kind of drill them, but their first game back is uh, at home to Nottingham forest. So you get people going like, oh, you can't put a new manager in for, you know, the big rivalry game sort of thing. But I don't know because I've watched three, four Leicester games this year and they're just not good. The, like they, I think the – you see, I think Leicester fans might be hanging on to the fact that these players have form for this, right? Leicester, Leicester players have had managers sacked in the past by just down and tilts. Um, they've done it but they too. don't have form for a relegation fight. <coughs> no, this, I don't think no, this but, team but, has it in them. But what I would say is, and going back to Kev's point, if you if you get someone in, and I think the players do change, I think them players look tired of him. You know, like even the like Kev says there, uh, fellas on the bar, far post for corners. It's so blatantly obvious. It just looks like he's got tired of what he's doing. And because of spoofing has only got him so far and he can't get any further. And the players are looking going, I'm not listening to this fella anymore. And they can change like that because Leicester did do that. Leicester under, um, wasn't it the guy that managed Southampton? Do you remember the, the, the guy that managed Southampton and he ended oh, up at... Oh, Puel? Yeah, Claude Puel. And he just stopped playing. And he just stopped playing from, And he got sacked and he came back the next while. Leicester were like fucking Brazil. You know, and I think if they want to stay in this... I genuinely think if you left Rodgers there at the end of the season, they'll get relegated. Because I don't think... They want anything to do with him, and I part of me thinks he doesn't want anything to do with them. But they're kind of rocking a hard place. I, 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 do you know what? I'm got, sorry, Gavin. That no, go on. The, the issue with that is right. Is is he, he could end up staying due to the financial aspect of it, and then what you need there is you need a strong board, and it, it's like every aspect of the club needs to realize right. He's not going anywhere. We are where we are, and we have to get ourselves out of it because if not. You're going to have a manager with a relegation on a CV, a club that won the league that had gone down, which all the financial ramifications have come to that. And then a fucking group, a group of players that will have a relegation on their CV and they'll be all scrambling to get out of the club. Mm. So it was a little bit similar to Southampton. Now, the difference was Hazel Hill wasn't long in the door. I think it might have been after one of the nine nils. Against Leicester. I think, yeah, I think, yeah, against Leicester probably. And a couple of the players were being on. We don't really fancy this fella. And they were told by the board, he's staying. So, sorry to do. He's staying no matter what. So if he's want to, if he's want to fuck around and get relegated, 
that's on use. Mm. So have the players booked up. But mm. something like that can happen at Leicester where the players all look at each other and go, right, listen, he's staying. We need to get our fucking arses in gear because we don't want to get down. Mm. So, un- unless that happens. <coughs> but I, I do agree with you, it's probably be gone stale there and they're not listening to him. Now, he yeah. has brought in some set-piece coach and from looking at them the last while, he'd be the hardest working fucking man in European football, I'd say. <laughs> but he had, he had, he was, he's only recently appointed because the camera kept going to him every time they fucking conceded the corner uh, yeah. against Spurs on Saturday. Tor says, by the way, I remember them Leicester fans from last uh, for over the last few seasons. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, if they go down, there's no skin off their nose because they're appalling. Um, but I uh, just one thing. Yeah, I I saw somebody said that uh, the Leicester owners might have done a little Barcelona style deal with their future TV revenues, okay, and kind of leveraged leveraged against future earnings. So like if that's I have no idea whether that's true or not. I saw it on the internet, so I'm just going to presume it is. If that's the case, they cannot flirt with going down because it was a it was a Leeds fan that mentioned it, and he's like, "Holy shit, man! I've seen this movie before." Yeah, like. You guys were so close to getting into Europe, and then it all fell apart real quick. And it's it could take while a while to come back up. So, like if yeah. they've leveraged their future earnings on staying in the Premier mm. League, and they don't, like adios, Leicester. Yeah, and you'd, you'd you'd wonder as well if any of these players have relegation clauses because Allison says there, uh, or Allison says they should have sold Madison and Tillmans in the last two seasons. They gambled on top four when not selling anyone in twenty twenty one. It failed, and that was always Leicester's blueprint. Even when they won leagues, they sold. You know, they well, not leagues, the league. They sold, you know, um, Maris. They sold Kante. You know, they, they've sold big players, Harry Maguire, for Harry Maguire. a lot of money. You know, but they always seem to, that was always their buffer. You know, sell one, we'll keep improving, but that, that money was always a little buffer there for them. And it just seems over the last little while they haven't done that. Now, Fafan has gone for fucking colossal money, but mm. that's probably making yeah. up for the last well, listen, I'm sure two or three windows. Was- I'm sure they thought there was uh, there was bids going to come in maybe from Madison and Tielemans. So, uh, listen, mm. Tielemans it would have been two years ago because everyone's at that continent on now that he's an absolute fucking hamburger and he can't be off. So yeah. I don't think any of the top uh, <laughs> I, I don't think any of the top teams going near him. He was absolutely blown out of his hole after yeah. about fifteen minutes of the sports game. Yeah. He cannot fucking be off. Can't so, be off. Let's let's just presume that he does go. Let's let's presume he does go. You know, today is Monday. He could be sacked by Wednesday or Thursday if they came to an agreement. Who goes into that job? Because you have got a squad there that I think could just turn on their head very quickly because I think mm. we've seen it before. But the bottom of the league after seven games with one point, you know, um, somebody did say they have a good, nice run of fixtures coming up, which is fair enough. Yeah, but, the next four are all right, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, but who would you look to bring in there? Because you, you have to, first and foremost, like you could come in with... Well, an idealistic appointment where you go, he plays amazing football, but you're going, we're bottom of the league with one point. You know, the, and we're there for a reason. This squad, as much as they might be able to flip around its head, they're still only on one point after seven games, but who should you look to bring in? Because I think it's a hard appointment. I, not only to get right, but to convince somebody. I think, it, it, I think it's going to be a convincing job for, for, for someone. Ma, Davo, you can shout his one if you have a name. I, I'd like to see him just do a Yankee swap with West Ham and just swap Moyes and Rogers around. Okay. You know, to me, that seems like the logical because they both could lose their jobs at about the same time. Like the first one could to go could still be out of work when the second one goes, and it could just be a like 
how Dean Smith got sacked by Villa and this went straight to Norwich last year. Mm-hmm. I, I could see something like that happening. Uh, and David Moyes would probably seems like the type of manager that wouldn't let a team down tools on him. Like he seems like he's got enough of the man management about him. You know, good old boy thing. Johnny Evans is there to help him out, sort of, to get that team rallying behind him. Uh, I mean, if they're if they're safe, if they keep waiting, if they wait any longer and it gets closer to the World Cup and they're still down in that zone, like Allardyce's out of the game, Hodgson's out of the game, it's got to be Sean Dyche. Well, James Milne says that Leicester are looking at the Brentford manager. Um, somebody's mentioned somebody's mentioned Rafa. Um, Sean Dyche has got to mention. Um, but Davo, they're gonna. They need to bring somebody in where they go. Listen, he's coming in to make sure we don't go down before. Do should, should be the one then, wouldn't it? Look, listen, listen. If they if they get Thomas Frank out Brentford, um, that would be good. But again, Celtic manager has been mentioned as well. Sell, yeah, he's not. He's not. Yeah, Chicago's going nowhere. Yeah, he's. I don't think he's going anywhere. Not for a while anyway. I think he will. Eventually. Got beaten at the weekend. Paul. Yeah, fucking let me down for two hundred and fifty five quid. The shy bags, yeah. Um, uh, that's what you get. And you know I don't like them anyway. No, you, you don't. You love laughing at Celtic. Don't. Yeah. Um, they were getting their, they got their own back with me the weekend. But now, listen, it has to be. Look at, it has to be Deutsch as kind of a, a firefighting thing. Someone needs to go in there. But is Deutsch going to take that job where he knows it's just a firefighting thing, and at the end of the season he's gone? Well, he, 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 he will if he's getting a fucking about 15 million quid golden handshake if they yeah, stay up that's fair enough yeah that's fair well, he need, look yeah, they I need someone to go in there and he... stop the goals like, they need to they need to shore up they, they can't look like, Danny Ward would make a goalkeeper's cousin they yeah. need to scour that transfer market for a for a, a keeper that is out of contract somehow who's a free agent somewhere because they, they, they can't keep going with him he's absolutely brute yeah. and they're going to need to just shore it up and Go back to maybe the way they played, um, when they won the league. Just sit back and try and hit teams on the break because they've they've plenty of pace around the place. Uh, I lo- I really like your man Harvey Barnes, but he's playing with uh, his confidence is so low. Looking at him playing, there's some quality there. Like they have some quality there, they just can't defend. Yeah. So they need to need to get someone in. It was it was it was a bit of a mulliker in used to that. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see. I. I... I think it's a difficult one because I think I think his pride will keep him there and uh, sack me so I can get me money will keep him there. Mm. But part of it again, I think he'd be looking going. If I get sacked here and there's not much pickings around, he could be left treading water for a long time, waiting for a job to come up. Um, but then again, you mentioned Villa and Gerard gets a win, but I think Gerard looks to me like a man that's under massive pressure, even by his reaction to at the game the other night. But We'll have to wait and see. Um, we're going to leave it at that. We've done so well, 52 minutes. And we did say an hour or less. That's supposed to be the fucking quickest ever. Well, I always do that for you, Davo, because I know you're up a fucking no, half no, hour. I know, I know, I know. Um, yeah, yeah, great. I am great. I'm the best boy, Davo. <coughs> um, best boy. But look, before we go, um, Bobby's wish to walk um, is absolutely flying. I looked at it the other day, and I want to say... That that's just flying along. Um, I don't have the total at the minute. One forty. One forty. It's gone over one forty now. So we're down to the last ten grand, um, which is absolutely brilliant. We seem to be coming on here every week and going, oh, it's thirteen now. It's or sixteen now. It's thirteen now. It's ten. So on this trajectory, we should get there in the next. When I say we, we're just part of it. Um, in the next three four weeks, hopefully. But look, the link is in the description. Um, 
if you want to go in there and donate, please do so. Because as Kev always says, the fires and the tenors that are given will get them there. If enough people do that, that's what gets them there. That, that's what takes it over all the time. And there's been brilliant, um, you know, charitable works by, by people and, and events organised over the last couple of weeks that I've seen from. And he is going to get to that 150k. But if you can help us, the link is in the description. And if you take that link and share it amongst your friends, your family, your colleagues, wherever it might be, um, that would be absolutely brilliant because we've stopped you having the ability to give money to this channel in the hope that if you wanted to give us money towards the running of the channel or the bills that we have to pay that you don't you turn around and you give it to bobby instead so um yeah hopefully that works i've forgotten the ads tonight because i'm setting them all up do you want me to read them as fast as possible do you want to do the ads don't do them as fast as possible read them properly did i give you the did i give you the third one no, you're, you might have to do the third one. I no, well, I'll tell you two. what. Let's not deal with them because I don't have them lined up properly. Um, they will start from tomorrow for the rest of the week. Tomorrow we have got a quiz. Matt has been given a second chance at life by organising an LFC uh, quiz. Premier League quiz. last night. It is interactive. You will get a link tomorrow that you can join in and play on your phone. Wednesday night is all about Luis Suarez. So the life and times of Luis Suarez is on Wednesday night with myself, Phil, um, Shani and Keith. Um, that's Wednesday night. Thursday, Friday, we're not too sure um, because still no bleeding football on. So we might throw in something else there as well. Um, but at the end of the week, we'll try to keep you going. And of course, all them shows will have the ads on them. Um, all three ads this week as well. Ma, anything else before we go? No, nothing. I got to do some final revisions on the quiz here. And uh, I'm, I'm aiming for 50%. I think everybody should be aiming to get about 50% on this one. So okay. a huge upgrade. Davo, the last time Matt organised a quiz, it was like, can you tell me how many times Fabio Relio touched the ball with rifle in the 08-09 season? That's, that was the standard of the question. So he's under pressure here, isn't he? Ah, oh, he is, yeah. But listen, come here. Tripper's quizzes. Remember the the sponsor jerseys and you had the wrong answers for oh, the wrong year? Chris that, Brack, that, yeah. that was the, the, you know what I mean? So, Chris yeah, Brack gave us the wrong information. Gave us the wrong answers. Yeah. But look, so, as I said, anything else before we go, though, Davo? No. No, you happy? All good. I'm very, very grateful that we're, we're done in the hour, Gav. No problem at all, but I always look after you. Um, but look, as I said, it's a quiz tomorrow night. You will get a link. You will be able to play on your phone, um, and we'll have a good bit of laugh. When the international break comes around, it's hard to put out content when Liverpool aren't playing um, because, you know, just people will come on and just keep talking about fucking players and injuries and the, the transfer window from two months ago, and it just doesn't interest us. We will come on. We will do, like... Um, quizzes drafts um whatever we can think of just to keep us us entertained and out of trouble and you entertained and out of trouble too that has been winners and losers from the lfc day trippers thanks a minute to matt thanks a minute to davo i've been gav the chat has been excellent talk to you in a bit over now Podcast Network.